when was the last time you listened to yourself? <laughs> you might be thinking, I'm listening to myself all the time. We're in quarantine for heaven's sake. Who else am I gonna talk to? I'm alone with my thoughts all the time. But I'm actually talking about deeper listening. Like when you stop and get quiet, slow down your thoughts and take stock of your inner voice. That voice we sometimes squelch, maybe in an effort to be social, such as it is in quarantine, or just by being a go along, get along person. Some of us have learned over time not to listen to ourselves because we adapted that way out of a need. Maybe we learned that maintaining peace meant minimizing our own wants and needs, so we learned to ignore that inner voice. Now, like a lot of themes that we have explored here at UUCCI, this is a practice. It is learned and relearned. We get so caught up in the daily minutiae of our lives, even in quarantine, that we just keep going, going, going. So I want to suggest in the next day or so that we all take time, maybe go outside while the weather is still nice and find a quiet place. I know that's hard for some of us with little kids or puppies. I know a lot of people have new puppies or those who work in a noisy environment. So quiet is relative. But carve out four or five minutes and say hello to yourself. Welcome your inner voice to the forefront of your consciousness and see what that voice has to say. When I do this, I try to slow down all my mind clutter and just listen to my heart. I need to remind myself that I have instincts, good instincts, wisdom and knowledge that are essential to my being a whole person, an authentic person. I have to pay attention to that voice. My dad used to frequently quote Shakespeare to us, Hamlet to be precise. He would say, this above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day that thou canst not then be false to any man. No, we would all totally roll our eyes and laugh behind his back like, uh, Shakespeare, again. And it wasn't honestly until fairly recently that I realized what he was offering. Being true to oneself is the bedrock of an authentic life. And if you are true to yourself, you have to listen to yourself. You have to make space for your own thoughts and listen to your inner voice. So let us worship together now. Let's listen to the words and music offered up this morning. And then sometime in the not so distant future, let's take time to really listen to ourselves. Not just once, but let's make it a habit. I looked at the tree blossoming in spring and said, who are you? And she said, I am God, of course, becoming beautiful. And I beheld her. I looked at the sea and said, who are you? And the same voice said, it is I flowing within you. And I opened myself. I listened to the silence and said, who are you? 
And she said, I am holding you. And I listened more. And I looked at my troubles and said, who are you? And I heard, I am your own broken heart. And I wept with gratitude. I looked at the suffering of the world and I asked, who are you? And she said, I am in labor pains and I moved closer. I looked at the unknown and said, who are you? And the silence said, I am becoming. And I stepped into the darkness. Throughout this month, we are exploring the theme of deep listening. Some of you may recall that this was our theme during a month a couple years ago. We also refer often to this topic of deep listening in our Chalice Circle program, which is a small group program that many of you participate in. It is an important value and practice to uphold in that program as well. You might wonder then, haven't we done this already? Haven't we already learned to listen or listen deeply? And while I am sure you each practice deep listening each Sunday, listening to my sermons, I also have another thought about why this theme is resurfacing this year. You see, listening is an essential part of the examined life and of the spiritual life or ethical life. And if you will, deep listening is an essential part of the communal life. As a congregation with a strong mission and a bold set of ends that guide our ministry, I can assure you that deep listening is almost always what is happening underneath the surface. Now next week, I will preach on how listening works between two people or how listening happens in community. Listening at times when there may be conflict, division, or even hatred, similar to what we might be experiencing now in the lead up to this election. Today, however, I'd like to take a deep or take a step back and talk first about deep listening at the personal level, at the intrapersonal level, not the interpersonal level, not inter, but intra, the intrapersonal. And I want to preach on this form of listening because I believe the quality of our intrapersonal skills of listening within, listening within, has a direct impact on our interpersonal listening skills or our communal and societal listening as well. So we turn to that almost quintessential expression of spiritual practice particularly of Eastern traditions or spiritualities that practice some form of meditation. And I will say this to start, listening and for that matter, deep listening is not easy. If it was, if deep listening was natural in our modern day life, then I expect our world would look and feel dramatically different. No, deep listening is not a normative way of being here now in the West or in this country, at least. I came upon a story recently that was published in a 1996 book 
titled Passionate Fact, Storytelling in Natural History and Cultural Interpretation. In this book, storyteller Susan Strauss tells a story of a conversation among two friends who live and work in the always go, go, go world of Washington, D.C. The story goes like this. Gary was walking down a sidewalk in Washington, D.C. with a Native American friend who worked in the Bureau of Indian Affairs. It was lunchtime in Washington. People were hustling and bustling along the sidewalks and car honks and hurried engine noises filled the streets. In the middle of all this traffic, Gary's friend stopped and said, hey, a cricket. What, said Gary? Yeah, a cricket, said his friend. Look, here. And he pulled aside some of the bushes that separated the sidewalk from the government buildings. And there in the shade was a cricket chirping away. Wow, said Gary, how did you hear that with all this noise and traffic? Oh, said the friend, it was the way I was raised, what I was taught to listen for. Here, I'll show you something. The Native American man reached into his pocket and pulled out a handful of coins, nickels, quarters, dimes, and then he dropped them on the sidewalk. And just like that, everyone who was rushing around, rushing by, stopped to listen. What I take from this story, regardless of whether it is true in the literal sense, is that it is filled with the tension that exists in our society when it comes to the challenge of deep listening. Because it's true, as Jan says, we listen all the time. But what do we really hear? Where are we focusing our gaze? And what are we hoping to hear? Similar to this story from Susan Strauss, we see a similar theme of nature in our Wonderbox story this morning. Henry David Thoreau is one of the founders of the Transcendentalist School of Thought. Transcendentalism, in short, is the belief that humans can have direct experience of awe and wonder about this world. It is a set of beliefs that empower every person with the skills of listening and perception in order to decipher for themselves their own truth and meaning in life. Thoreau is sort of this legendary, almost mythic character who lived out on Walden Pond near Boston. He chose to live his life surrounded by nature and the countless opportunities to listen to his own heartbeat and to the heartbeat of the world. Just as an aside, since Thoreau is so romanticized, it should be said that there is much research and writing that has been done that shows that Thoreau was not as self-reliant as the stories go, but had in fact many women who took care of him and completed various domestic chores around the property and homestead. So I just thought I should clear that up. But regardless, just as in the case of the Native American man in the story I shared this morning, 
Thoreau also uplifts the importance of practicing deep listening to that still small voice that can emerge in the most unforeseen spaces. Seems pretty idyllic. I remember when I went with my youth group as a teenager to see Walden Pond. We were in the Boston area for a pilgrimage to, sacred, to see sacred Unitarian Universalist sites. And being out in nature, out near Walden Pond, it did seem as if the earth was quiet and there left in that silence was just me. Me and my heart, my heart beating and my lungs, my lungs filling with air in and out. And through that experience, I remember feeling a sense of peace rush over me, a very real peace. But what feels true at the same time is that this feels a bit like a luxury, especially today. This peace, this moment, this time to listen deeply feels like a luxury, a privilege, almost a guilty pleasure to carve out the time to take. Do you ever feel like there is just too much to do and it's just hard to stop, to just stop amid the hustle and bustle between the rallies and the community events? It's just too hard, it feels at time, to stop and listen for that little cricket behind the bush or the breeze tickling the leaves or your heart beat, beating, reminding you that you are still here. You are still here. This is one of the essential reasons that a community like UUCCI matters, why it is relevant and important in today's world. We are not just a congregation that works for justice, that fights for love, that seeks to eradicate racism and white supremacy. We don't just devote our lives to action, to doing, to doing good in this world. This is also a community where we focus on our being, on our very existence, on those transcendent qualities of our nature, of nature itself. Or in other words, this is a community of deep listening because it is through deep listening that we move closer to understanding our place in this crowded world. Through deep listening, we find truth and meaning and guidance for who we are and how we will live this precious life that we have together. May we never forsake that we are a people of deep listening that we are a people of being just as we are a people of doing. May we listen to all that calls us to life and to love, to hope and courage, and through this, may we find and create peace in our wake. May we do this. May we hold true to this today and always. May it be so, and amen.